All right, everyone, welcome to Tonecast 85. Today is going to be a quick rapid fire episode. Yeah. Well, maybe depending on how deep we get into this. Marco, what's up today? <laughs> hey, I'm doing good today. Uh, we're going to be talking about another uh, quite polarizing topic, I think, in the guitar community. So, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see what you think. I guess it's going to be a, a debate between real amp versus virtual amp. Yes. Do you want to take the part of the real amp guy or the vir- or the virtual amp or the digital? Well, I mean, I guess I could take the real amp guy because I always maybe considered myself like a real amp guy. And before we were in, were recording this, we were saying like we were both kind of like real amp guys, or we were always just like, well, we just have tube amps. That's just what we use and i mean when i play live i I was still use a tube amp um just because of that volume but uh i've been lately pretty impressed with the digital stuff and you know they keep topping themselves and making some pretty impressive stuff so i think it uh makes sense in some contexts but yeah it's going to be interesting to see what kind of <laughs> as things have morphed. I mean, maybe we can do a quick disclaimer of what we're actually playing before we jump into the uh, the debate here. But um, like, I'll, I guess I'll start. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm using uh, some fractal stuff typically when I'm playing um, at home, and and I obviously use real amps too. I mean, we have like our trainer in here. Um, I'm definitely not like, you know, I'm going to be playing the part of the guy that that is fighting for digital, but I, I like both. You know, I definitely do. We do have both in the shop. We have lots of lots of great tube amps and even some good solid state amps as well Yeah, that we just, we really like. So I, I think there's no, the point of this, I, obviously, is there's no right or wrong answer. Um, it just may be application, right, that, that uh, yeah. works better for certain situations. Yeah, and I mean, and I'm playing, so for my, like, modeling a digital amp. I, I just use a Strymon Iridium and then I just use that to go into my interfaces or, you know, just out of the board into headphones. And that that is where that has been like king because it enables me to practice at five in the morning when everyone's asleep and also at, you know, 11 o'clock at night when everyone is trying to sleep. Usually the times when I'm the most inspired and I can't really plug in the AC15 at that point. But yeah, that's my home tube amp is an AC15 and then what I have at the rehearsal space is a TH100, uh, an orange amp, just like a super big, clean, whatever. Um, but then I also do have a solid state bass amp because it just doesn't quit. So, you know, I, I've got a lot of experience with a lot of amp stuff. And, you know, the traditionalist in me is like, I love the real amp sound and I love having stage volume. And, and to me, part of like paying your dues and, you know, earning your gigs and, is is loading in and having to lug all those heavy four by twelves up those <laughs> flights of stairs and moving your eight by ten fridge base cabinet up the up the stairs too and it's like you have to earn it to want to play the gig and to me it was always kind of part of that you know like you have to cook but you have to make a mess so you have to clean so that's kind of part of the the cooking process so that you can eat I don't know so it's all part of kind of the ritual and that's you know the traditionalist in me that's like yeah, it's they're never gonna sound the best, but man, I end up playing on that Strymon Iridium like eighty percent more just because I can use headphones, and I'm like, well, it sounds great. Like, yeah, you're I don't not, have to touch anything. You're not disturbing anyone, which is is also some advantages for sure. Yeah, and and you like you were saying about the fractal, it's like you just plugged in some of the presets, and you're just like, well, I you know you don't even have to touch anything. And and how many times are we like sitting there twiddling around knobs, and and the hour that we had to practice guitar has dissipated because we we're 
trying to find a sound, right? <laughs> I never want to be one of those guys. I used to, back in the day in bands, you know, like have the guy that just tweaks with his gear. And now like with all the, all the modeling stuff, like I'm seeing more and more people like, oh, well, I didn't, didn't get this dialed in right. Let me, let me open up this and, and let me tweak this and tweak that, which is, that's nice to have that option, but it does, like, sometimes you just want to show up and play too, I yeah. would say. Oh, go ahead. It's like the two milliseconds on these delays are off because they're not cascading it just the right way. And it's like to have that control is amazing. But it it is cool when you can, you know, you see these people that can manage it with just these pedals that they've literally stomped on to death. And they're still, maybe they're kind of broken in in an imperfectly perfect way and they do this magic thing, you know. So there's some mojo to the analog stuff because it's all you know, flawed maybe because it's not so perfect and digital and programmed and I don't know, some of the limitations make the sound. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, you ready to get into this debate? Yeah, let's debate it up. So I'm going to be fighting for the digital world and you're going to be fighting for the, I want to say the real world, but that sounds like, (laughs) sounds bad. Uh, Let's go. Let's go. So, so I'm Mr. Digital guy and I'm, I'm, I'm coming to talk to you who is my gear buddy friend and I just went all digital with my rig. So, um, man, I just I, uh, I really like the way that this thing sounds, and I think it sounds just as good as your tube amp. So what would you say to that? Well, you know, I think it, it sounds good, and, you know, it's definitely better than the early Zoom stuff or I don't know, whatever, but, you know, it's still not as good as the tube amp. It, it sounds too thin, and it doesn't... Uh, doesn't give you that tube amp warmth that that my uh, Vox AC15 gives. I well, think I've got an AC15 modeled in here, and I can, you know, I put it up against your your real amp any day, and it's and it doesn't need a tube change. Mm-hmm. But I also think that mine will definitely get a lot louder. You know, I think that maybe once it gets to a certain point, it'll just be overdriven. But that's that's rock and roll, man. It's supposed to be loud, and and I think that. Uh, that there's just some frequencies that maybe that digital stuff isn't able to hit, I would say. But yeah, and I do. I guess I do. You know, I have to plug it into a uh, powered speaker or or whatever. But I can just go direct. I don't have to deal with some of the the regular stuff. My rig is in a backpack, so that's obviously. I think I have a one up on convenience yeah. for sure. You definitely can just take one one trip into the the venue and then not help the rest of the band load in their stuff, yeah. I guess. I've definitely seen <laughs> that. That's, with Maybe that's what I want to do. I just don't want to help the band. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to load in. And I've definitely seen that at some gigs where the, the guy rolls up with his his Helix in this backpack and then his like gig bag and then he he just goes and goes and sits down and or you know starts warming up or something and he doesn't help the the other guys with the with the uh, amps and stuff. So um maybe just be nice to your bandmates. But mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, it's uh, you got to pay your dues and uh, lug your stuff into the equipment. I mean, it's the workout. If you uh, have a bunch of heavy gear, you don't need to go work out, right? Yeah. You can <laughs> you so, can just power so lift you're your saying taking, taking your cab to the to the gig counts as going to the gym. Yes, that what you're saying? that's okay. the that's the prime argument for uh, analog <laughs> tube amps. Excellent. Well, I think the thing that I like about digital is. Um, I don't have to buy a tremolo pedal or I don't have to buy an extra delay pedal. I can just dial something up. What would you say to that? And I think that uh, 
definitely is maybe where I would uh, be trumped because I do recall spending, you know, around thousands of dollars, probably as much as a, you know, if not more on a, you know, because I definitely stomp on my pedals and some of them I get the uh, extended coverage because, you know, I end up busting through them. But so I end up, yeah, pouring a lot of stuff into my pedal board and in my signal chain and there's always some cables going bad and I always have to go around and find some cable. And then when there is an issue, you have to go around and find all the little connections where there might be a, a an issue. So that is something that uh, maybe you would have over me, but I still think the the pure tone that comes out of my speaker with, you know, a full stack hooked up is, uh, is I don't know, it's that's the magic, but... Yeah, I mean, I I think from my perspective, I do miss the, you know, I miss having the wind blow from the amp, right? I just <laughs> that that there's nothing like hitting a power cord and having the speaker just blasting or, or hearing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've got simulated breakup of an amp, which sounds pretty good, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, there's nothing like just hearing an amp in the room. I would say that's probably my my perspective, kind of saying, well, well, that is that is one thing I do miss about like, okay, now I'm all digital, but now I don't get to like feel feel the amp in the room, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I think that the other thing too is is there's the reliability debate on either side. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have an issue, it might just be replacing the tube. If something goes haywire with one of my switches, it's it's a complex repair. It's yeah. a complex digital repair by someone that is super qualified or it's, yeah. it's got to go back to the factory and they've got to so you Gotta need fix it. You need like a second unit almost. But yeah. I, I but I think that almost like you're just like, oh, something's not working, plug in the second unit and you you're back to the show goes on in, in the time it takes to change a guitar string. Whereas uh there's definitely been shows where I'm chasing the the lead that's not plugged in and, and it's dark on stage and you know, there's so many cables, especially when I'm running two amps and sometimes it's a nightmare and then you feel like everyone's just watching you and I think that you know, I, I mentioned that you got to kind of pay your dues and lug your gear around. But what about when you're an established act and you're constantly on the road and your shipping cost is, you know, maybe cut in half or quartered, you know, because the weight of the stuff that you're moving is is exponentially less, you know, because yeah. you can fit it all in one rack, everybody's stuff, you know, your bass player and your two guitar players and their backup stuff in one rack and then the drums, and then you ship that, or you can even leave several rigs overseas. I mean, I know there's big acts that can do that. And uh, I know that shipping gear, you know, and hauling all that stuff across the world is is expensive, especially these days. So that's kind of maybe where the digital is super king as well. It, it just, it makes sense logistically. <laughs> yeah, and I would say like, you know, looking at the, the classic tube amps or the classic, you know, just even some solid state amps. It's like the, there's something cool about having that box there and that cabinet there. And like, um, you know, with a, you know, maybe this is just bragging rights ex- exclusively. Right. But if you have a, a vintage, uh, deluxe reverb or, you know, tweed champ or something like that, it looks pretty cool yeah. versus dialing up, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the Tweed Champ setting on this digital thing, and it's like it's not as cool as actually having the real, yeah. the real thing. And I don't know if that's just like superficial or petty or whatever, but um, you know, if you walk in with a 
a super nice say, AC15. I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, my my AC15 is a virtual one that I push a button and select it. But then you could just maybe go and find a nice high resolution picture of an AC30 and then just, you know, tape it on <laughs> there. Tape it onto the board. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, with the stage volume thing, I, I think it is. That is a big thing, and I know that there is people that use digital, and they're still they still have like a cab up there because I think you can run out of that. I mean, you have so many outs on those things. I think there is people that run just to have some stage volume, you know, in addition to their in ear mix. So, and then that, yeah. So, yeah, I would say the 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 thing I like about the digital is, you know, I'm not necessarily making making the sound guy mad. If there's a sound guy, he's like, oh, I just have a direct, I have an XLR and I plug it in, I can get you set right there versus, you know, fighting stage volume. The guys that are like, oh, there's so much volume coming from the stage and I'm trying to control it for the house mix. Well, that's kind of, that kind of helps that with the digital rigs for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I've definitely been into some sessions where I just show up with the Iridium and, and a tuner and it's like, because it's got reverb on there. You know, and I just hand them a, the plug. They're like, "Okay, how how are we going to do this? What all do you need?" And you know, I just hand them the quarter inch plug, and they're like, "Oh, that that's it." You know, and that that's all you need. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I and and I look at like, I look at that kind of stuff that's really come a long way. I think we've we talked a couple episodes ago about uh, as we you know kind of continue this, but we we talked about how that um, that stuff has come so far, and it's legitimately. Um, usable and it's practical now um, where there just might be, you know, if you're playing like in a, in a club that's tightly packed, there's just something about the whole band having real, real stuff. Um, it just, it just comes through so much better. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, in certain situations, maybe you have, you have some monitors, but you're going digital and you can't really hear yourself until it comes through the monitor. Whereas if you're plugging in a real, real amp, you're hearing your yourself right on there. your stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that there's definitely some some advantages. And we'd love to get your thoughts on this this debate of this, um, you know, real versus fake. I want to say fake, but yeah. digital versus tube versus solid state, you know, all these different different ways to kind of make it work. And and I think for all of us, like one of the lessons I've learned is is as technology has gone further, um, you know, even as maybe a, a tube amp purist, um, I've come a long way in accepting that there is other ways to get it done. I, I, I mean, I have my favorites within even the digital stuff, kind of like I would with regular amps. I'm like, well, I just like the way that this interface is. I like the sound of this one better than this one. Um, but that's the that's the beauty of where we're at right now. I mean, talking, you know, we're sitting here talking about these different things that we have that are are kind of digital you know, f- fake rigs basically. And we w- like, I would think probably like three or four years ago, we would have been like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if that means we're, we're caving. Some people would be like, I'm never, I'm never using so, that stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I would say like, just maybe as we close here, what, what has been like the shift in your head? I mean, obviously neither of us have, have fully shifted or, or converted one way or another. Um, but for, for you to kind of get to the point where you, accepted the digital stuff like mm-hmm. kind of what was that point where you almost like i feel like you gave it another shot that's the the way i feel about mm-hmm. it like you know we all had the the early pods or the yeah you know my first stamp was a line six the spider zooms. Yeah. yeah so so kind of what was that transition where you're like okay this is legitimately like 
a, a viable option to replace my amp for certain situations. Yeah, and I mean, and honestly, I thought that because there's so many really powerful modeling things out there in this day and age, I thought that specifically the one I, that I have, the the Iridium, was kind of like you know a moot point, really, just kind of beating a dead horse and not really very useful. Um, and I was like, that's a, a silly idea, and I never thought I would look twice at it. And and then we were at the NAMM show and I just happened to walk by the Strymon booth and they had a bunch of their pedals and at the end of each little, I mean, they had like 20 pedal stations. And I was like, that's so cool. They were able to like give people the experience, you know, so many people at once. And they, I don't know, it was cool. They had so many stations and each one had an Iridium. And I was like, oh, I'm really seeing the the potential here. And I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll plug one in. And, you know, I was more... I walked up to the board and I was really excited to try some of their other pedals, you know, because they do some really crazy stuff. But the thing that left the biggest impression with me was that Iridium. And I was like, wow. And I mean, and that was like over a year ago, over like two years ago now, goodness. And um, it stuck with me. And then just as I needed a a headphone amp to not, uh, you know, bother anybody, not to interrupt any online schooling, uh, in the household or anything like that, I uh, can't check be out this sweet lick as as blast the walls are getting meeting. Blast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, yeah yeah. He'll quiet down, but uh, I got that and it just helped out. And I think that I was willing to try it stemmed from my love of a guitar and then not wanting to really pigeonhole myself. Maybe I remember I used to say like, oh, I'm never gonna learn to finger pick because you know I don't, I want to just play with the pick. There's so much attack and it's precise, but you know, maybe you just mature and your tonal palette matures and your tolerances mature and then you, you're you like, oh, this actually is cool and I'm glad I was able to see that. So it's just not wanting to pigeonhole yourself and, you know, you want to, to try new pieces of gear. Yeah, so it's for those who have never ventured into the digital world, give it a shot. Come with, come at, at it with something like, um, you know, an HX Stomp or... Um, you know, this week I'm playing the Fractal FM3, which is kind of a compact, compact version of of the the Fractal stuff, which just sounds incredible. Um, and, and and for those who have have maybe gone digital, or they're playing at church, or they're playing something, they've been on a Helix for four or five years. Fire up that tube amp again, and yeah, just remember what it sounds like. And every time you play this this old trainer that's in the in the studio here, we like ah, oh, there's nothing like that. Like yeah, turning on that tube tremolo, it's like all right. That's got to. I'm, I'm sorry, digital, but it, <laughs> you got nothing on that. You know that sound, and just kind of having the, you know, the old transformers humming and and kind of that that whole thing. I, I definitely like. So we'd love to know your thoughts on this this debate. Maybe if you've um, if you've converted or you haven't converted, let us know why. I mean, we're, cu- we're genuinely curious about. You know, why are you resisting going to digital or why, you know, why are you just going to stay digital now and never go back? Or I know people who have sold all their amps and they have just a digital rig and a, I'm like, I would miss, I would yeah. miss the tube amp for sure. Yeah. All the guitar cases in the closet and all the pedals and rats nest the cables in yeah. the guitar room. Something, something <laughs> like weirdly fun about like, even, even one of our employees brought in a, um, a regular pedal board. It was full of like cool stuff that I've never played. Yeah, and it was like, oh, I want to stomp on this, and I want to stomp on that. And and honestly, it, it's like you just st- stomp on it and move a few buttons, 
versus like, well, I need to think in my head of a digital patch and a digital edit to this thing, but I have to hook up my unit to a computer and I have to, you know, it's like just plug in and play kind of thing. So I think that would be like still to me, like one of the biggest advantages of the, of the analog stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's like a paralysis with like, okay, I have every effect at my fingertips. What, how do I sound good? Like you almost forget what, how to sound because you have all of these effects and all of these drives (laughs) and all of these amps. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, where do I even begin? (laughs) Yeah. So we're just throwing this out here for you guys. It's definitely a a massive subject, Um, but we wanted to kind of, kind of have some fun with it. I think that, um, and there's just so much. What a what an awesome time to be a guitar player right now. Yeah. Um, very confusing, I would say, at the same time. But um, you can go a million different directions with with your rig, and you may find that there's just a certain setup that works better for the what you play or the places that you play. And there's nothing wrong with with having both. I think that would probably be our conclusion. Yeah, they play nice sure. together. They uh, they really do. And no matter what your setup, there's probably a, something you can do to to you know, find a digital or analog thing to improve it. Definitely. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Before we go, let's, we'll just mention our pickup chooser one more time here. Um, man, it's a great way to just uh, fill out this form. We're going to include a link in the, in the show notes to that. You can listen to the pickup chooser or listen to the pickup. Man, I'm just, We're getting my brain all. is all over the place. <laughs> you can fill this out. You can't listen to it. <laughs> it's a form. You can't listen to it. You, man. Can, you can listen to us. Uh, respond to yes, you and very talk good. to you, you. You saved me that time. I'm I'm only like one cup of coffee in today, so <laughs> obviously I'm just I'm going different directions. But fill this chooser out. One of us will contact you back, chat with you about your needs, about your guitar, maybe about your like we talked about, like about your tube amp, about your digital setup, and what you're looking for. We have experience with both, and how our perfect our pickups perform with both the tube and the digital. So we can help you with that. We can we can dial in some pretty sweet stuff for you. Um, find your next set of pickups just to kind of give your guitar like the ultimate uh, hot rod. Yeah. Sure. And again, there's no silly questions. We just want to help people in our gear community. And that's just the way that we feel like we can give back, you know, apart from just building cool stuff that inspires. Um, so go ahead and fill it out on the website. We'll uh, reach out to you. I've got a big stack that I'm getting ready to make some phone calls again today. And yeah, we'll, but we'll be in touch. Sounds good. We'll catch you guys next time on the Tonecast.